1: Here we are. Apologies for the uh, poor sound and uh, a little bit poor video quality, but this is the best we can do at the meantime until we've got the uh, the mics available to record some better stuff for you. Uh, don't worry, there's some in the post on their way to us. So
0: yeah. we're, the other ones were left at work. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not getting back into there anytime soon. So. No. We've that. got to make the best of what we've got at the moment. Um, I think we should just start straight off, really, with, actually, before we start off, I want to give a quick shout-out to my, one of our big fans, Stimpy. Stimpy. So, Stimpy, he's on the, he's given us a few hate <laughs> in the comments, but now he's found my Twitter and he's hitting me up on the Twitter saying how he loves the content, keep going. So, just a quick shout-out to Stimpy boy. Yeah, Do another one. What of you doing, mate? We love seeing your comments. Yeah,
1: another one of the guys of, uh, he's a. Favorite off of Twitter, they got the favorite off uh, Instagram, Mister World Lamb. <laughs> He's
0: oh, always yeah, big, yeah, yeah, him as big
1: well. bigging us up on uh, Instagram. Thanks to him, always for sharing our stuff, and uh, yeah, we're helping him through his quarantine. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but to be fair, we do doing this. It's good, isn't it? Really, because a lot of people right now you can't do much, so it's good to just watch podcasts and stuff. It's no live tennis to watch, so I guess the next best thing is to look us, our ugly monks on the. On the live card. That's it, mate. And, yeah, t- today
1: I'm sporting uh, some headphones just to uh, prevent any feedback issues that we might be having. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but other than that, what, you, what have you been up to? you Have been up nah, to anything,
0: Simon? I've just been checking out the news. And I feel like we should start off, probably the biggest news today is French Open's been postponed. Postponed mm-hmm. until September. Yeah, which is, it's just crazy to me. Like a lot of the players (laughs) get out online because the news broke through social media. It seems to me the players did again, literally, again, it seems to me the players didn't know anything about until the announcement came. The ATP tour, WTA tour had no no clue about it at all. And it's just like, it seems to be a bit selfish to me. Like the organisers of these events, they seem to be keeping everything in reserve and kind of making these announcements on their own for their own best interest, when I feel like, at the moment, everyone needs to be put in together, there needs to be more uh, accountability and openness for everyone to sort of know what's going on. It's not fair, because it's their livelihood. And it's like, it's just you can't really act like that, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why they've just suddenly made the decision to shifted to september without really consulting any of the other tournaments any like they're treading on people's toes left right and center doing that and they haven't really consulted anybody before doing it yeah. what, what is it they're a week uh, this isn't it finishing the week before the us open
0: it finished it starts six days after the us open uh, final oh it starts after the us open. Yeah, yeah so, so if, six days after the us open final so potentially you're going to have to be playing the U.S. Open final, and then if you reach in the final of that, there's a good chance you'd, you'd be likely to you be in good form to be playing into the the yeah, next far. one. Yeah, but the, last year like, you can't do it. Like it just, I don't personally, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to make the statement now. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's a very congested uh, schedule as it is, and to be scheduled in something when the Labor Cup's on as well, where people have already booked tickets for that. It's yeah, that's yeah. at that full capacity. The players have already committed to that. Roger Federer, you're not going to not see him there. He's going to be back from his injury in that sort of time, and he's going to be looking to he's going to be looking to play in the Labor Cup. And of course, he's never going to miss that. So, does that mean he's now going to choose the Labor Cup over Roland Garros? Well, exactly. I mean, look at all those other players
1: as well. Not even just talking about the big players. Like some of those smaller players who are up and coming, who are probably hoping to. Maybe get wild cards into draws, stuff like that. Now they're apparently the French Open officials or whoever's organising it's completely disregarded anyone like that. Like apparently they don't really care about
0: the lower ranked players being in it at all. So it seems to me like it's been done in their own interest and not really taken much consideration of yeah. for anyone else. Yeah, it is bad to be fair. It's like. It's kind of like they all have like a power play against each other, like they've made this big decision and they're not disregarding the fact that the Labour Cups and the US Open six days before. It's just like, logistically it doesn't work anyway because obviously, as you know now, the news is broke. There's going to be no tennis until June the 7th. Yeah. Which for me is just, that's crazy, but it's got to be done. I'm completely, uh, I think it's the best thing to do in the current circumstance we're in at the moment. There should not be tennis being played. As much as it pains me to say that, it's going to be a tough, long few months. But I'm Very sure will get through it. But then to so you're going to miss all the clay court tournaments. So you've got the Madrid one, uh, what's it? Uh, Rome, Rome, all of them ones. The clay, the clay court swing. All of them, all of these tournaments coming up. It's just it's going to be it's cancelled. That's a, that's a, a certain. They've then moved Roland Garros into a period where they're in hard court tournaments. So yeah. you're telling me that they're going to be playing a hard court tournament, and then six days later they're going to try to go straight to Roland Garros? Come it's on, it, that doesn't make sense.
1: What's going to happen next? Like the the virus continues, the time delayed continues, and then what? Do they move Wimbledon just after the French Open? So we have U.S. Open, then next week French Open, next week Wimbledon? <laughs> no, you jo- do
0: that? You're joking. But you're going to see. I think we're going to see loads of tournaments being rescheduled and moved around. Which is fine,
1: if they do it sensibly. Don't just like throw it the week after the US Open. That's just... Oh. On top of another tournament as well.
0: Like Fit it in properly. If you're going to do it, do it properly. Well, the most interesting thing since this announcement is Labour Cups come out on Twitter, because Twitter seems to be the place where everyone knows all this information. Yeah. <laughs> Labour Cups come out, and they've said oh, we're going to keep our tournament running as normal, everything's staying the same, don't worry about the people who booked their tickets. If we are able to play the tournament and the virus permits, we're going to go ahead using the same scheduled dates. And them dates are the same ones will overlap with Roland Garros. So I don't know how it's going to work.
1: I have no idea, mate. Yeah. I think that someone's made a massive cock-up somewhere and by just thinking it's acceptable to just tread on everybody else's toes just by throwing in what they thought was a free, well, it's not a free section of uh, a free window for them to play. It just
0: seems to be like they've looked at the calendar and they've gone, uh, there they've just literally, it's just random as
1: hell. They said, well, well, which one will we probably not be able to not lose the most big players? Maybe. But they probably thought, yeah. And just like, does it matter if it's just after the U S open? It's so bad. It is bad. Uh, well, who's in charge? I'd love to know who's the person who made that well,
0: decision. It'll be the organizer, right? Roland Garros. I'm not sure how it works. But I'm pretty sure it just be the organizer of the of the event. They have the rights to be able to move the tournament, but like it's not been it's not happened before. It must be pretty... Like, the thing is, the thing that we need to remember is we're in unprecedented times. There's nothing we can compare this to. The most comparable thing there is to this is a war. Yeah. And it's like. Well, I don't remember the war. I'm, I'm already young, so it's like I can't really have much
1: comment, mate. I I don't think we've ever. We've, well, it's the only thing we've seen in our lifetime like this, and just typical. It had to be the year when we've kicked off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know. I keep saying it. it is funny. I feel like it would only happen to us too as well. I know. Well, I think there's been others people who have started their pods as well. Probably yeah. this year, but we're all facing the adversity, but hopefully. We, there's light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. I'm hoping that that light will be Wimbledon. And I'm hoping Wimbledon does not fall into the bracket of the cancellation. So Wimbledon starts, what is it, the beginning of July? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. End of June, beginning of July time. I just, I'll just, i be honest with you, it's not going to happen, is it? It's, it's going to be very, very tight. But if it does happen, Christ, imagine how big that tournament's going to be. I think it then, if it does happen, it then becomes, like, crazy. Better get queue in at midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It will be
0: crazy. Like, I'll be out, just in the fresh air, walking around. Yeah. you never see so many people wanting a queue in all their life. <laughs> the queue will be the most exciting thing ever.
1: People will be interacting with each other like they've never people seen another to- human being. Oh,
0: I know. No, it would be amazing. Like, if it goes ahead, I'm sure me and you will definitely be there, oh, and sure. Sure it'll be a brilliant day. But I was, at the moment, in the current climate, the way it's going, I just don't think it's going to go ahead. Does it? That does that then mean that they're going to push that one back? And where does that fit in? Would that then be after the US Open and Roland Garros as well? Or are they going to move US Open now after Roland Garros, and then Labor the Cup before in the gap where the US Open is?
1: Can you keep shifting them? like, back and forth, though. It's
0: it's
1: just getting messy.
0: And then another important point, actually. I've got another question for you right now. It's another interesting debate. At the end of the year, you've got the ATP finals at the the O2. And that's dependent on how well players have performed in the one year, in the calendar year, who's got the most points, they've accumulated the most points in the year. How are they going to be able to do that if, say, three or four months of the season's taken and the points have now been frozen... How does it work? It's been oh. announced that the points now being <laughs> do. due. So how are they going to be able to do that?
1: So they're probably just going to calculate without those weeks on there, I guess. Mm, I
0: don't know. I've seen some actually some interesting suggestions on Twitter. Actually, and What's I that? quite a good idea. I think you should open it up instead of having eight players, the top eight players. You should open it up to like um like a normal sort of tournament, like a sixteen sixteen players and have, like, the normal knockout rounds, and just open it up to more, uh, level, like, ranking, to players. I think, for a start, you'd see it more... I think you'd see quite an exciting tournament. I think it's the fairest way to do it in this circumstance, in the circumstances we're in now. Yeah. But an important question is, like, I'm not completely sure, but I don't think it's ever happened, right, where there's not a slam's been completely mixed and cancelled.
1: Yeah, I can't. But for the life of me, I think it must have been the war. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't think of anything nothing after that
0: disrupted it right i've looked at different things before in the past and I, I don't see anything let us know in the comments if we're wrong or or anything but for me, yeah. like i don't see i don't think we've, they've ever missed a slam so if they're gonna we're getting towards obviously it's only march now but the problem is we've not actually reached the peak of this epidemic so it's only going to get worse yes. so it's going to get to a point where maybe like june july time that's half a year gone yeah. Is it? Are we then going to be able to fit to, what we're going to cram three slams in the end, and then trying to fit all the other tournaments nah. in between? I think it's. I think at the end of the day, I think 2020 is completely, from in terms of an ATP calendar or WTA T A calendar, I think it's finished. I don't think there's much more to go. I don't think there's much more we, we what can be given really. This year is just very unfortunate. It's going to have to be. It's kind of written off.
1: Yeah, it's a write-off, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's it's just so sad because. Especially the way Djokovic started the year. Goes undefeated. To see, I was excited to see Rafa Nadal fight back. He's playing exceptional tennis at the moment. And I think he's going to really be able to rival Novak in these tournaments. Especially now moving on to Clay. I think that battle would have been amazing. And then you've got the likes of the new up and coming players, Casper Rudd, the likes of Saboth Wild, other Clay Court players, Garin. I think yeah, it would yeah. have been phenomenal this season. And I was Thank so I was so happy we started the podcast this year. Because I was thinking, this is going to blow up. This is going to be amazing. What a year of tennis it's going to be. And then look what happened.
1: Well, it's just because we've had all of the following that we were doing last year. We were just following so many of the players and now we just knew we are going to break on the scene this year. And they, a lot of them are hot, uh, clay court players. And that was the season that we were just finally going to see some of those players that we've been following, tracking, the youngsters like these say both words. L- won his first ATP event his first ask like Alcaraz and his won his first ATP match so, but stuff like that. It was all s- coming to like a head like we're coming up to the French Open. And yeah. then this like, it was
0: everything was building. It was like a big build and there was a crescendo and it was it just ended. It's just so oh uh, it's so frustrating. And then but, I think well mate, it's, like, we've got to do all it we've just got to be positive. But like, I feel yeah. like we need to stick together in these times and um at the end of the day, I know we're going to pull through it. We're going to be stronger afterwards, and there's going to be plenty of tennis to see. But whether it's going to be played in 2020, I very much doubt. I feel like this year now is the way it's going. It's, the thing is, we've not reached the peak, and no one really knows what's going to happen, what the next few months like hold. So it's difficult to really say. I would love to still see the free the free slams this year, but yeah. there's some people.
1: For some reason, I don't know why, I keep seeing like a lot of comments like flying around the internet. So many people would be happy to see Wimbledon not played, and I'm just find this so bizarre. Like, I'm not how could any comments I, like that? Yeah, like people are just like cheering, like hopefully Wimbledon doesn't get played this year. Like I don't know who are these fans of tennis that would not want to see. Well, and they probably think that we're biased just because we're British. What? and... Wimbledon's the greatest tennis tournament but the grass season yeah fair enough it is the shortest one out of all of the seasons but Wimbledon is sort of like the home of tennis it's just that's where it is like the the all England club where everyone has to wear their white there's no it's all prim and proper it's just one of those tournaments which is just rich in history and just like tradition I don't know why people hate on that side of things. I think, I don't know. For me, it's just like, that's the epitome of tennis. Like, I think most tennis players themselves who are like, well, men and women's, they've said they always dream in their career, like when they're little, of lifting the trophy at Wimbledon. That is their main, like that is the height of their career. Like that's what they watched on TV when they're younger. That was the epitome of being the best. Mm. And I don't know why people would be hating on like no, grass. Yes.
0: To be fair, I would have to agree with you. Like I like it's the tournament which brings in more numbers than anyone else, all over the world. It's a special, unique tournament. Wearing the all white, the quality of tennis is always exceptional. The whole, the way it's organised, everything about Wimbledon for me is amazing. Like I love the whole spirit of it and it would be it would be devastating to offer us to lose that this year but at the end of the day health has to come first and if it's not we're not able to do it at the end of the day we're not able to do it it's going to be very sad but like yeah. people hate it on the fact that oh cheering that wimbledon uh, for me they're not real tennis fans i feel like if you're a real tennis fan all you, what you want is as many tournaments as possible Doesn't yeah. it's on hard it's on a car yeah. if it's on a bit of marble you want to see tennis, marble. <laughs> you know, like you, you want to see tennis. You're not someone. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm against all these people. Like they're, they're just negative people in themselves. right? Like, they just they love the fact that they just ride on anything that's going negative, and they love the fact that all oh, this is going to be cancelled and this. And it can sort of a lot of it is uh, they've got agendas between certain players. Like yeah. this agenda about rap- um, not rapping it now, Federer. How he knew that there's a this conspiracy theory going around that. He knew the coronavirus, <laughs> and that's why he's done his injury thing before, mate. It's all a load of, it's a load of, load of s- Excuse uh, me.
1: Oh. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I just don't, uh, I just don't get it. Like it's bizarre. Like how people can just come out with the, people are full of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forget we can't say that.
1: Oh, well, we can say it, but I'll just bleep it out and then. I
0: <laughs> gives you something to do. Yeah,
1: great extra work. <laughs>
0: uh, but no, on, on the topic of our last episode, uh, thanks for the guys watching it. If you've not watched it already, go check it out. Yeah. But we were speaking about whether um, that we they should freeze the points. Yes. And it's been confirmed today that they now have frozen the points. Uh, you was you was against it, was you? Or for it? I forget now. Uh,
1: I said it when I didn't think there was any point. I didn't think it was going to make uh, much difference to the rankings. So I just thought, just let it run. I don't know. I think a lot of people, I think it was divided. I did a poll on uh, Instagram and there was split right down the middle, 50-50. So people were yeah. torn on it.
0: And I'd have to agree with you. I don't think it would have changed too much. The reason I say that is, it's quite obvious the fact that the people who lose out the most would have been Dominic Thiem, Federer, and Nadal. Because so Nadal had a few points as well, he would have lost. However, yeah. if you're thinking about it, Nadal, Djokovic, he didn't have many. So you could say that this is really affecting him the most because he doesn't, he didn't have many points. He didn't accumulate many points in this period. However. I think, for me personally, it would have been better if they didn't freeze the points because Djokovic and, and and was able to play these tournaments because Djokovic had a lot. Of, the way he's playing at the moment, he could have potentially gone on to win Indian Wells and Miami. Yeah, we- they're 1,000 points each. So like the way he's playing, he would have been favourite in both of them tournaments. And i would see him going to the later end, later stages of it. And not just that. After that, I feel like he'd pick himself up anyway for the clay for the clay court season. So to say it's benefiting anyone individually, I just don't think that's a really a fair statement. So that's why I was like, there's no really point freezing it. And um, I, was, I was in agreement of that, wasn't we? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think there was any point freezing it. I thought like an interesting thing that uh, a lot of people were bringing up in a lot of comments as well, a lot of comment sections I was seeing on this subject, they were saying about Novak's weeks at number one. Ah. Uh, just uh, obviously, there's no tennis being played, and he's getting a few additional weeks at number one. Oh,
0: but that's not happening
1: now. Well, now it's frozen the ATP things that weeks like everything's frozen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That was one of the big things that every there was a lot of Novak fans out there saying, Yeah, this is good. He's getting a few extra weeks. A <laughs> number he deserves
0: them. Like, he would have stayed number one anyway. So Pretty yeah, much. Funny enough, actually, you say that it was also good for Nadal because he was getting in the top two or something. I think he was going to overtake Pete Sampras it might be in top ten. Yeah. Um, but it was it was going to help. It was going to benefit him as well in the in the statistics. But how much does that all really mean? I guess it's quite cool. It's another statistic. But the real one I look at is the Grand Slams. Who's got the most Grand Slams? Roger Federer at the moment. He's the real go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what? Uh, <laughs> it's the real go. What What
1: do you reckon uh, their chances would be? Uh, let's say the big three. If we're running grand slams back to back like they're thinking of doing, uh, and having the French Open played just after the U.S. Open, obviously we had Rafa won he's the U.S. Rafa Rafa he won. He won
0: Something. both.
1: Last, no, he won both last year, didn't he? Yeah. So he's defending four thousand points. Can he? Can he defend two back-to-back back in two weeks? weeks? In a matter of like
0: 10 days. It's ridiculous. They're getting, All three of them are getting on for a start. Fatigue's going to set in. I don't nice. think you're able to do that level of competition in such close proximity. It's never happened before. I don't think it's going to happen now. Here's a question then. Do you think if that
1: was to happen, you see some players boycott one of the tournaments to try and give the other tournament a better shot? Like maybe he's one hundred percent. What you So let's say what well, Rafael Rafa Nadal enters the U.S. Open as the reigning champion because he has to. He's I like, got to defend my titles and he I want as many. I think if,
0: if 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 it stays the current way it is, he's not going to put himself at any possible detriment to doing well in Roland Garros when he's got a ninety-two percent win record. There or something ridiculous. I forget what it is. I think he's only lost like two or three games. He's won like over 90 games there. So he's not <laughs> going to put any detriment on that thing. He is the king of clay. And what he's achieved in the sport in, in sport of tennis, particularly on clay, is nothing nothing short of remarkable. Nobody's ever been able to conquer a surface like Rafael Nadal has on clay. So for him to put his favourite place in the world, Roland Garros, in Paris, at detriment of any cost, he's not going to happen. He's not going to enter the US Open. Which is so going to be crazy? the ranking champion of it, defending four thousand,
1: two thousand points. I, he he can't not enter the U.S. Open, come on.
0: Now, but this is what this debate's a bit silly because I just don't think it's it's not going to happen. You're not going to see the U. It, the U.S. Open it has to be pushed back. But it might happen. No, nah, it, it can't, mate. It can't. Like I'm, I'm sorry, it's too close together. And then you've got the Labor Cup there as well. Something I feel like. These tennis bodies, the, the organisers of these events, WTA, ATP, top people in the in the board of tennis in terms of like some of the players and different councils need to get together and they need to come to some kind of overall uh, consensus and conclusion about what should happen. Because at the moment it seems to be you've got this event here, you've got this player saying this. Everyone's got their own opinion on things, and I feel like if there's too many chefs in the kitchen, someone's going to get someone's going to burn something.
1: Yeah. That is that what, is that the saying? No, it's just
0: too many chefs in the kitchen. Forget like, it
1: now. It's, uh, isn't it too many chefs spoil the broth or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I like
0: my one better then, mate. Too many
1: chefs in the kitchen, someone's gonna get burned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, someone's gonna burn something. That's <laughs> true though. Yeah. You
1: can't have too many people uh no, you
0: can't get too many people prodding their own ideas in. I think we need to have like one general consensus of what ha- what's happening.
1: Yeah, I Yeah, so... Well, we'll wait and see how that one plays out um, over the coming weeks. Secretly,
0: though. No, at the end of the day, these top three, there's no one like... These are the three in contention for the GOAT, right? Yeah. There's no... You can look at older players like, like I don't know, Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, Boris Becker... For me personally, maybe it's, it's biased because it's the only players I've really seen in my in my time. But I feel like them three are the top three. Yeah, I mean, I just I used to love.
1: Well, Sampras was mm. he was an incredible player. Obviously, he had seven Wimbledon titles himself. Uh, <clears throat> he was just one of those sort of enigmatic players on the court. Really exciting player to watch. Had the Sampras smash that we were yeah. so famous for as well. Had the hairy chest as well, mate. I used to take the top off in between sets. exciting. I used to give everybody a flash, mate. <laughs> this is always a bit funny. Oh, Mackenbrough as well. Done it. Mac- yeah. yeah, mate, you can't forget Macca's. He's a, uh, well, yeah, legend. So yeah, I mean, there's so many people. You obviously got Bjorn Borg. You've yeah, got Ivan cool. Ivan Lendl yeah. as
0: well. No, yeah, there's been loads of incredible players and people to like. You could you could have a claim to be in the go. But for me, the top three, funny enough, all playing right now. But that's just my opinion. Let yeah. us know your thoughts in the comments. I think uh, it's
1: the main reason. Just that's the argument is just because tennis has ever all sports evolve mm. and with sports evolving you just want to you expect to see the new breed coming out and them getting better and better better and they are and yep. you've seen the new breed coming out and these guys up their level again and again and again and that's how good those three players are is they keep getting better
0: and people can't get
1: past them which is just crazy. And no, that's- brilliantly worded, then.
0: Literally, then. I couldn't have worded it any better myself that's exactly how that's exactly how it plays out for me as well. It's, like, very similar to football. Like, if you look at the likes of Pele and Maradona, comparing them to Ronaldo and Messi, it's a different generation. Everything's got tougher. Like, the defending... Yeah. Games uh, evolved, to say. And it's, like, it's difficult to compare different eras. Um, but, ultimately, it's, it's, still, it's still great in its own right. Like, I'm not taking anything from what they did. or It's amazing. It's incredible. And they're going to always be legends of the game. But, for yeah. me, top three are the ones playing right now. Novak... Federer, Nadal and um, it's interesting actually because this is they're both getting on now you've got 20, 19, 17 in Grand Slams this is benefiting Federal quite a bit right this whole
1: outbreak well especially because he's injured as well it's benefiting him for that and because the other players they were in hot form and now and they, they have had to have, have a long
0: break. Frozen, uh, thing as well.
1: Yeah, well, it, I think the other players being in such good form and then to just cut them off like that with no tennis now, obviously they're probably still practicing, but it's not like match, match practice, is it? It's just, there's nothing substitutes for Grand Slam tennis or playing competitive tennis against other players. So if we wait and see, if, they might come back and then Djokovic might not be in the same form as he was at the beginning of the year. You don't know, like... Uh, and then you're going to see a real uproar from all the Djokovic fans coming out. And I'm sure all the fed tards will be there as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Stimpy. <laughs> but yeah, like like you say, it's, it's never happened before. Like We've never seen a big break in the middle of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how all the players come back from it. Like, Are they still training? It's very difficult to really do much at the moment. Like A lot of them are just sitting at home in isolation, social distancing, keeping themselves to themselves. Just hoping a uh, Jack sock
1: doesn't go back to the uh, the potato chips and beer diet.
0: No, no. Funny enough to him, he's been in <laughs> the Labour Cup today. Oh, that's good. He's been wanting. He wants to. For some reason, he thinks he's going to be getting in the Labour Cup team. But fair enough. Well,
1: him. he's been playing well recently. So if he keeps it, that's another like. Yeah, so what is it like? The top eight players in USA. It's going to be interesting to see how they come back. You never know. It could be. Fedder is now fresh back from... Uh, he's got, like, a new bionic leg or something that he's running around on. And he's just going to come back and steamroll everyone. He might take the US... Well, yeah, he might take the US Open.
0: You never know. He loves a bit of a hard... Well, but will he play... He's going to play the US Open, but he's not going to enter the Roland Garros, is he? If Labour nah, Cup's No, nah, he if would if just... the say- Labour I- Cup team. And back talking about Sop, he's not going to be getting into that little category.
1: Who is? else do the US have in their team other than jack sock because we've got it's not just
0: us though is it it's rest of the world
1: oh is it, it okay
0: yeah so you're gonna have obviously Kyrios, alex de manor you're not i'm okay. sorry but sock doesn't get into that into that bracket even like that nah. you've got there's loads of players who come before him
1: <laughs> unless they're all entering the uh, french open and he you know, has uh, felix chapavalo yeah they all been in the sock, french you know, open mate that's probably why he thinks he's got a better chance. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: why he did it, I think. <laughs> Must see Duck Lee have an appearance.
1: <laughs> oh, Ducky Lee, mate. Yeah. Ducky. He's a favourite of, uh, what's his face, Ben Rothenberg. Oh, yeah, he likes him. <laughs> yeah, he likes a bit of Ducky.
0: No, but guys, just let us know in the comments what you think about the Labour Cup, the scheduling, who's going to play and what, is it going to happen as it is? me, personally, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sure you probably agree. Even though you'd love all to see all three slams, all back-to-back. Back. I know what you're like. You'd love to see that. But it's just looking the way it is, it can't happen. So let us know in the comments. Um, also, just send in some fan questions about things you want us to talk about, your thoughts on this episode, previous episodes. We'll, I'm sure we'll answer it. We've got nothing else to do. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just tell us if there's anything, uh, any improvements that you want us to add to the podcast as well. We can always uh, looking for to well keep improving. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot
0: of people watching out there, probably you right now watching it, who have not subscribed. So make sure you subscribe and not just watch it because that's brilliant. We have like I've, I looked at the statistics the other day. It's quite surprising. I think it's like ninety something percent of the people who watch don't even subscribe. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for watching. And if you've
1: made it this far in the video as well, thanks for making it this far in the video. And then if you have, definitely subscribe. Hit that subscribe yeah, button. all five of you have oh. made it this far, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know yeah. how you
1: do it. No, we appreciate it. But hopefully we'll come back uh, next week with... Some fresh content, some fresh news and some well, fresh a uh, fresh sound. If we can get some
0: uh Yeah, if we get some mics sort that, that'd be cool. But at the end of the day, we've got no tennis now till June the seventh. That's official. I guess we're that's it. We've got I'm not much more to say in this podcast, so that's you got anything it. to say? Over and out. Over and out. Peace.